I think unorthodox podcasting has worked for us. So sure, why not? I don't think we should change anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note, hello and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Post Credits Podcast. I, uh, I I mean it this time because we're not talking to just some random person. We're talking to Samantha Nork, concert photography. Hi. Thank you so much for having me on. This is yeah, so welcome exciting. Welcome to the podcast. I'm excited. Yeah, no, it, it, it's a great episode, too, because it, it just all sort of happened where it's like, hey, you want to go see the Foo Fighters horror movie? <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, this thing, that thing. Okay, great, cool. And then just boom, like, hey, let's segue into that. So, yeah, no, it, it just all worked out perfectly. And uh, we uh, all saw the film last night, right opening night. And, um, you know, I, I've got a criticism-ish, but it, it was fun. I, I, I think I had a blast overall. I have some criticisms that makes this movie tough for me to want to see it again. And mm -hmm. that sounds absolutely horrible. <laughs> it sounds like I'm setting this up for it being like a really bad movie, which it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, no, it, uh, it, the it last, was not. Uh, yeah. Like 20 minutes or so was so grating to me. That's like, it's always interesting because you'll remember like the negative thing, but then it's like, yeah, but there was like 80% that was like, actually like pretty fun. The whole thing. Yeah. So which as a film that had like nothing to resolve. Right. <laughs> Man. Uh, but did, before we get into uh, nuances they, of the movie. They belabored that like so yeah. much though, like the last 20 minutes. For its, like, before we get into those nuances. So let's talk about uh, Sam. I don't get paid for the work that I do for the shows that I shoot. Sure. Um, which, yeah, which isn't to say that you don't provide a service to the bands that you're, that, oh, yeah, that no. you're photographing, you know? Yeah. I get free tickets. So that's cool. I guess that's kind of like my payment. Like if they give me a ticket or sometimes they give me two tickets, I can take a friend. And um, you're real is incredible. Like I, I really appreciate like the level of Instagramming that you, you put together and you do because it's like, wow, shit. Like that's professional as hell. Wait a minute, you work for me for half a second? Like, how did that happen? <laughs> thank you, Andrew. Yeah, well, yes. Yeah, you know, thank you for making that connection. But still, like, your talents have hidden talents. So, you know, that's that's really cool. Um, let's let's walk through that since Matt opened that door. Since, like, we're right now, we're not okay, talking cool. about Foo Fighters mm -hmm. anymore. So, you got a camera crowds fighting you trying to yeah. hold a, a steady frame like walk me through what one of your regular shoots looks like oh, okay cool um so most of the shows that i go to they let you they let the photographers sit in well sit or stand in the front uh barrier area so you know in the like in the pit there's like the barrier where right, people right. are standing yeah. and then there's that little section between the barrier and the stage mm -hmm. um where the security stands so photo photographers usually stand there so we don't really we're not like in the crowd per okay. se yeah um so we get to stand there for the first three songs um and then we have to get out because obviously people paid to be there and people paid to see the show so we have to get out uh, of the of the photo pit 
uh, after the first three songs. Yeah. Uh, we can't use our flash because it would blind the people that are on stage. So you can't use the flash. Um, lights they- are changing like crazy. Um, so I have to like, you have to change your settings on the camera to accommodate for the crazy light changes and you have to follow around the band members, wherever they're going. Sometimes they're moving around everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Um, but it's fun and you got to wear earplugs too, because I didn't wear earplugs, uh, when I was starting out because I was young and I was like, yes, I'm invincible. I don't need earplugs. No, that right. I probably have damaged my ears, but I wear them now. So that's good. <laughs> So I have a question actually about the settings because a lot of the photos for concert photography and a lot of the images in your portfolio are the lighting seems very dark. Yeah. So how do you prevent that motion yeah. from happening? Yeah, with sometimes situations. Yeah. No, I hate shooting in low light situations. I mean, all shows are like low light situations. So it's right. Nice. Um I was shooting when I first started. I had a I had a Canon Rebel that I was shooting with, which is absolutely they're absolutely terrible in low light because if you crank up like the ISO, like they just got all grainy and mm. it looks yeah it looks terrible. And then if if your if your lens if the aperture you can't put the aperture down too far and all this it was just it was just a mess. So I I shooting low light shows with that was a mess. Um, but then I actually upgraded to a Canon 5D Mark II, which works so much better in yeah. low light um right. that full frame yeah, so just yeah. yeah and it has the full frame it's not like the crop sensor and everything it works a lot better um so yeah you just have to play with your settings so you kind of just have to pray like i hope this is gonna work i hope this is gonna turn out right um some shows that i shoot do not turn out right and i'm like wow that i bombed that like <laughs> yeah some of the photos don't turn out well and you're like wow i bombed that but it's okay i mean your portfolio is incredible. So, oh, thank you. I need to update my website with like all the new photos that I've taken. Most of the new ones are on like my Instagram page, but I haven't updated the website yet. You know, so. I, I'm the same way. It's like I'll um, update social media first, and then the website always kind of comes. Yeah, second, you know, I gotta do that because um, I started secondary. shooting shows again. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, question I have is, yeah. how did you get involved with concert photography? Like as, I mean, I'm sure you were taking pictures before and how, what was the evolution of that? Where this is like, oh, this is, I, I want to keep doing more of this. This is great. You know? Yeah. Um, so I had a camera for a little bit in like high school and then I've always liked concerts. I've always liked music. I've always gone to shows. I've loved that atmosphere and going to shows. Um, and then suddenly one day I was like, huh, what if I took pictures at a show? But then I found out like, you can't take your camera into the show. If it's like a detachable, like a professional camera, you can't right, take it into the right. show unless you have a photo the, pass. The, there's rules like it, yeah. if it's larger than a pack of cards. Like, yeah. Most yeah. of the time on like the rules on the venues website, will say like, you can't take in a camera if it has like a detachable lens that makes it like okay. a professional grade camera. If it's just mm-hmm. like a regular like, point and shoot camera where like the lens is attached to the body, then you can take that in. That's fine. Or your phone or a disposable camera, like you can take that in. But if it's like a professional one, they don't let you take that in without a photo pass. Um, so I was like, how do you get a photo pass? Like, yeah. what, what do you have to do for that? Um, so I just basically Googled everything I could, just looked up everything. Uh, I ended up, the first show that I shot was in 2016. It was a Blink-182 show. I love Blink-182 so much. They are my favorite band of all time. I love them. I was already going to the show. So I was like, why don't I see if I can shoot it? I've never shot a show before. I don't know what I'm doing. So I was, I just contacted the venue. I was like, 
hey, can I take pictures at this show for my high school newspaper? <laughs> and then they were like, uh, they were they forwarded me to like the band's publicist and like the right people. So then I ended up emailing them and they're like, okay, we put your request through. We'll let you know um, like a couple days before the show or whatever. I did not get an email until the day of the show, the morning of the show. I was like, okay, looks like I'm not going to do it. But then I got an email um and i was i was just really oh, excited. Doing it? Was like, oh, oh cool yeah <laughs> yeah i was like okay i'll do it yeah it was it was super cool i was also just geeked because it was my favorite band and i i got to see them like up close and i i probably cried like three times um i did not know what i was doing uh but there was two opening bands so i could like practice that was like my practice run i was like okay, okay i'll just practice all these two opening bands before i you know get to shoot photos for blink 182 um but yeah, it went well and I freaked out the whole time. So, but the photos were probably not the best. If you scroll through my Instagram so far, you can probably see them. I mean, they're not like terrible, but like, I feel like I've just evolved so much from sure. then. Yeah. yeah. So when I look at them, I'm like, oof. Eek. Well, <laughs> I have the luxury of my uh, senior portfolio from college not being available on the internet. So, you know, like, but if you saw that, you'd be like, man. Uh, that's pretty horrible. <laughs> like that's not good. So don't. Uh, I I will I wouldn't stress out about other stuff when you've like refined and developed the skill set over yeah. time. Yeah. Right? You know, spoilers. People can be more than one thing. <laughs> yeah. <It> happens. <laughs> um. It seems like you've also gotten a lot of like positive feedback of bands or comedians that you've uh, photographed. Uh, like has that been like a motivating response for you? Yeah, it's nice. Um, most of the time when I shoot, I shoot for like a publication. Like I shoot for like small music websites that are local here. And that's how I like get into the shows because sometimes they won't let you just come in and shoot if you're not shooting for a publication. Um, okay. So most of the time I shoot for these small publications. I take the photos. I'll write reviews of the show too. Um, and then I'll send the photos like to the band's like publicist or their like management. I'll be like, hey, you guys can use these if you want. You know, if you like them, you can use them. Just tag me Which. Again, are great. I mean, like you look at some of these, and it's like, God damn, like <laughs> that's professional level shit. Yeah. So hats off. And again, people can find this at. Oh yes, my Instagram is at Sam is rocking. It's Sam underscore is underscore rocking. <laughs> right. Yeah, and so, your website's the same. Yeah, my website's the same. It's just www dot sam is rocking. Sam is rocking. You probably account. don't have to put the www but i always like to say it <laughs> sure yeah. just in case because you know there are those people out there that you know can't operate. i don't know yeah yes. <laughs> they, they don't cover all the bases yeah oh no it's awesome it's uh you do great work so uh oh, thank it's you. awesome to have you on yeah especially for to talk something about this like movie yeah, especially about some of the Studio 666, which is what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, here, here, I would love to shoot here's the thing, Fighter someday. Right, where it's like, yeah. I, like this, you know, you're you're talking to Aaron there at the uh, movie, and it's like, we are the exact group of people they made this film for. <laughs> like, <laughs> where it's like, I like this, you like this, you like that, horror, okay, all of it, just boom. I had a blast 90% of the time. <laughs> yeah. 
I feel like oh. they should have shaved off like part of the runtime, maybe towards the end. I mean, it was uh-huh. still really fun though. It just felt like a whole, felt like a fever dream the whole time I was watching. Right. I was yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, is this real? That's, like, they made that's this? kind of the thing too, where it, like they, um, I, I was listening to an interview on Sirius XM where they talked to him and they're like, well, yeah, we, we basically rented a house and had the idea for the film and it was like, well, we've got it, so let's just move, like, make the movie here. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, it's sure, why not? <laughs> Tony, oh, where are my notes? Tony Goodwin, the guy who did, oh yeah, um, makeup for Foo Fighters on the Run video, like the age makeup, did all the kills for this. Oh, that's pretty cool. Well, I didn't he, know that. Because, of course, he knows how to kill people. Like, you know, your head's getting chopped off. The John Carpenter thing was kind of ruined for me, but that, that was still fun. Jenna Ortega, my God, she's in everything. Scream. Yeah. Um, X, there, there's like a new movie coming out with X. Yeah, she's, I want to see that. Which surprisingly looks kind of like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Mm-hmm. X does, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So who knows? Looks kind of good. Tony Age Gardner. I I sped his, said his name wrong. Tony Gardner. That was the effects uh, guy. Oh okay. That's fine. You you can laugh at me in a mean way. Okay. <laughs> this is what I I I hate doing this, but this was my most problematic part of the movie. Was the ending to me was so grating, and I'm just like this was like. Return of the King all over again, where it's like, is this over yet? You know, uh, not yeah. because I wasn't enjoying it, but because it's like, you don't have to wrap up every loose end well, in a horror movie. <laughs> there is three times where it could have ended, where I, where I was like, okay, it's going to go black right here. And then it didn't. <laughs> right. And then it's like, the other thing and, was like, and um, I, I have this like knee-jerk reaction when I feel like the movie is condescending to me, right? So it's like we got to the point where it's like, oh, okay, so everyone's killed and he's possessed, so he's gonna, Which, he's gonna go on and have a solo career. And it's like I again, already figured that out. We didn't need hold on, hold any on. of that. I already figured that out. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, one year later, and I just I had like an audible gasp because I'm just like, we don't need this. We don't need this, you know? Yeah. I don't know what it is right now. All so. right. Foo Fighters horror extra ranch. Extra ranch. <laughs> that was my favorite part. <laughs> okay. So we'll dedicate the we... album to him, but I don't care. <laughs> it just throws away. Yeah, more more ranch. That's that's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so going into this movie, I had no idea what I was going to be in for. I don't know if it seems like this is now my new trend of not paying attention to anything about what's going on. I just knew that Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters were going to do a horror movie, and suddenly, hey, here it is. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, did any of you have any expectations of what this movie was going to be like uh, beforehand, other than the horror stuff or Foo Fighters or anything? No, I I saw the preview and and I like I know the exact people I have to watch this movie with, <laughs> and that was it. And everybody was like, "Yep, 
Yep. Thousand percent right on board. So yeah, yeah, I thought it was like a really interesting thing. I was trying to think of like any other time this has been done uh before, and I can't think of anything. Uh, but what were you gonna say, Sam? Oh yeah, no, I was just gonna say I watched the trailer. Um and I knew like it was coming out beforehand because I'm a Foo Fighters fan. Um, but yeah, I just I thought it was gonna be pretty gory and just funny and just I'm just surprised this thing got made. Like it's just it exists now and it's out there and it's just I like that it exists. So yeah, same. Yeah, I wasn't expecting the amount of gore in this movie at all. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised with that. Not that I need to see gore all the time. I'm not like yeah, they, psycho they, in that. Well, regard, they but... they didn't hold back and it, it's no, kind of. Played up for comedic purposes, which, you know, this is absolutely a comedic horror film. So, yeah, it was really well done. It looked so good, very juicy. <laughs> I think I kind of wish that there was more because I feel like there was part in the middle where kind of like lulled a little bit, like nobody had gotten killed for a little bit, and then near the end, like then right. they all started dropping like flies. I feel like there, it like in the middle that there should have been maybe like a little bit more. I don't know. Maybe I'm just hungry for that kind of thing after after the symbol that's like the point when it picked up and i i I really wanted to see like a blood angel on the wall oh (laughs) yeah like there's the head and then just the spray because it just kept going but uh yeah they they tried to be a a little realistic in that regard even though there was like five gallons of blood on the wall (laughs) but um i i uh i checked out reviews as I do when I see something I like. I'm like, I wonder what other people are saying. And surprisingly, there isn't uh, a lot of hate towards it, but kind of like, what the hell is this type mm. of response? Yeah. And it's it's kind of this weird thing of like people trying to uh, put certain things into like, I don't know, like a certain definition, which is weird to me. Like, I don't think people should be going into this movie expecting something. And like even Dave Grohl said in an interview prior to this movie's launch that is like, I don't understand why people are expecting like no country for old men (laughs) from us, you know? Yeah. Uh, So I think like people's expectations going into it have to be- Foo Fighters. Not low, but- Horror film. I guess open-minded, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it seems like a very 90s concept, too, where, like, you used to see, like, bands in movies or celebrity movies of, like, this kind of thing. And then it's like, oh, that's cool. They're just having a goof. But that kind of went away at some point in the early 2000s. So I, I think it's very fitting that a 90s band is doing a very fucking 90s movie in 2022. That's an interesting way to put it. And you're right, yeah. because it does feel like it's a like an older movie, even though it's brand new. Right. Um, also, I got to say something. I kind of felt embarrassed. I was, when they first started showing all the band members, I didn't really know how many band members were in Foo Fighters. <laughs> so I was like, how many people are in this fucking band? There's three people playing the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I was I- like... I, I assume I'm, I'm, I'm glad you bring that up because I, I gained so much respect for Dave Grohl when I heard that the first album, like he didn't have a band. He just played the parts. He made a band in reverse where it's like, I have this music. I want to do a thing. I'll, I'll just get people to fall into it because the music's so good. People will gravitate to it. 
And he was absolutely right. But I remember like back in Nirvana days, I never gave them the time of day because I, I had like the drum book from my drum teacher and in bloom, the drum fill right exactly out of my second page drum fill, how to drum fill <laughs> book. And it's like, well, that's fucking bullshit. I never thought he was talented, but nobody ever would have thought like it, like if you just took that guy that he, he was going to be the person who was the actual musical genius of that band. Yeah. Right. You and he thought. was not in just one successful band. He was in two now. And I just right. think it's just so crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. And I wasn't Dave Grohl also in uh, um, Queens of the Stone Age? Or was that something else? I thought he had a part in that as well. He so. might have like produced it or, or got him out okay. there. Um, that's actually the only... You know how like you go to a concert... And the warming up act is like, you're never going to see these people again. Right. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. So I, I went and saw the uh, Smashing Pumpkins at St. Andrew's Hall. And at the, St. Andrew's? What year was this? Like 1997. We're going to date ourselves real fast. Oh, my gosh. That would be so <laughs> cool to see. I was born in 98, so. Well, and that's the thing is, like, the, the, the band that opened for them was this nobody band, Queens of the Stone Age. And <laughs> who knew who, who they were ever going to be? And so I saw that. That was fucking amazing. Blew the roof off the place. And then... Six years later, like they had that song, No One Knows. And I'm like, where do I yeah. know that from? Yeah, I know, I know you. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> wow, I saw someone before they were famous for once, finally. Okay, cool. Uh, and here's another perspective. I was a sophomore in uh, in high school when uh, Dude Ranch came out. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't, Dude Ranch was 97, Seven. I think. Yeah. I was not born yet. We're <laughs> so old. So, so that's classic rock. It's that's, your that's world. We're just living in it. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, yeah, I was putting that in perspective. Because I was like, yeah, Dude Ranch. Because we were talking about Blink-182 earlier. And then I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I, I know when that came out. Because we were talking about that a lot in high school. We were talking about those songs. So wow. it was a monster album. I mean, I think it really, like, I think at, still at, at that time, Dude Ranch was kind of like, like if you were more into punk and stuff at the time, you would have found out about Dude Ranch. But I think like Enema of the State is where Blink 182 yeah. went absolutely bonkers. Yeah, like that's the when they went. Yeah. yeah. Where yeah. it's like, yeah. How everyone knew who they were at that point, you know, uh, just because of like the sound a lot of people really liked, but then their parody in their music videos compared to like what was happening around them. Mm -hmm. I think also kind of put like a spotlight on them. Like what, what's my age again and that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah because, all the like, small things. Yeah. yeah okay. They were like, they were making fun of like boy bands and like Jessica Simpson and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and the, the what's my age again, music video, they're like naked and they're running through. Yeah, the streets yeah. of LA. They're not really naked, but yeah, right, right. They make it look like that. Yeah. Um. 
uh, going back to this movie, though, um, or actually, no, I want to say something about Dave Grohl since we were going off on the, all these different tangents. So the first time he played drums again after Nirvana was when he played live for Tom Petty on SNL. Yeah. And it's so funny because Dave Grohl is known for hitting the drums super hard. Like, uh, and you see this part where they go into one of Tom Petty's songs and Tom Petty is like paused and he looks back at Dave Grohl like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's so damn loud. <laughs> so, yeah, it was pretty funny to see uh, see Dave Grohl on the drums behind Tom Petty's band, you know? Yeah, they, they, sn- they snuck some good, like, musicians speak into this as well, because one thing I, I remember, like, my band teacher said... Fucking asshole. But like the the one thing that always stuck with me was like, you drummers, like you just you have your own language where it's like ba boom boom gak ba boom and you know exactly what he's talking about because you're not talking about music, you're talking about like the note and the hit and like the acceleration of things. And there's a part in this where he's like, we're drummers. Like, here's the part where blah, 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 blah. and <laughs> he just gets it instantly. And like, yeah, I, I'm right there. I know exactly what you're saying. And in that moment, though, I kind of forgot for a second. I was like, oh, why did he say that? Oh, because that's right. He, this is actually Dave Grohl as himself. <laughs> yeah. Where he yeah. was, you know, in our history, also a drummer, drummer for a huge band. Mm-hmm. So, whoops. You know, forgetfulness inside of a you know the movie theater on something I should have known before I questioned why. <laughs> you know, right? Um, what did you think of like the bandmates' performances? Well, like as actors, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if they're playing themselves, I feel like it's harder to judge because if they're if they're being themselves, then that's that's the part that they're playing and that they're supposed to be playing. Yeah. Um, I guess they probably weren't the best, but I think that's what heightened the comedic, uh, heightened the comedy in it. Cause some of them were kind of yeah. like, <laughs> but yeah. it was, it was funny. And I think that that's what they were going for. And they obviously, I'm sure that they all had fun while shooting it. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, well, I think it, I uh, like the one guy scream, like, like the one guy that just like, they keep having him scream because he has a good, like, like a very girl scream. It's like, yeah. do that. That's funny. Do that. Keep doing that. And then he's the one that like gets his head backed over by the van, which the second he gets under the van, you're just like, we knew that that was going to happen. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's, he's dead. He's done. So like <laughs> the, uh, the heart in his uh, chest hair. Like that was kind of weird. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. I was like, uh, so well that was after the possession though like weren't they using that as evidence for like guys he's totally possessed oh wait wait what do you i'm sorry i thought you guys were talking about something else maybe i i fucked this up no the chest hair yeah 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 wasn't that that one guy what was his name uh rami or rami yeah where they were about to you know (laughs) yeah have sex yeah they're gonna have their sex scene with whitney cummings uh that okay so dave Kroll said that like every character was or every part was playing themselves in reality just an exaggerated form mm-hmm. so i found 
uh, Rami or Rami in real life to actually be hilarious uh, because he is really this this hippie type kind of I don't I, I really like almost just like yeah like like a flower child right so I go to his Instagram account and there's a YouTube link as like his hyperlink and usually it's someone's website and I assumed yeah. it would have just been like a website to his musical portfolio because he's been in other bands he was in the wallflowers and he also has like solo stuff okay so i'm like oh cool like what information could i find out about this guy so i click it and it takes me to a legendary disciplines meditation over two hour song and it's literally stuff to do like i'm assuming yoga to or to meditate to and it's mm -hmm. not rock and roll it is like something you'd find where it's like incense would be burning around. Oh my gosh. Like there'd be like pastel fabrics everywhere and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> this is crazy. So yeah, uh, he's, he's like that. For me, he, this guy stole the show. Like his stupid mm -hmm. sayings, how he was talking, and then like his bird calling. Well, oh oh my God, that? that was so funny. <laughs> right, was yeah. You? <laughs> yeah. It's just perfect, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was so funny to me. And then to like, it's kind of wholesome that that's how he actually is in real life. I'm sure it's exaggerated, but I mean, what musician puts a one hour long song to meditate to on their YouTube channel? And then like, this is so important. It's going to be my Instagram clickable link. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's crazy. Well, you know, you, you just have that much money and give zero fucks about whatever. <laughs> right. You know, right. The cast wasn't huge, but every person was like perfect. I, I thought whether it was um the neighbor Whitney Cummings or Jenna Ortega, who's in everything, literally every yeah. horror film. She, I, it's like, didn't I just see her in Scream last week? Like, how did, yep. how does she have time to make this many movies? I don't know, but good for her. <laughs> the Carpenter thing was kind of ruined for me, but like when I saw it, like oh, that was I a was... lot of fun because you you see him in in interviews and it's like Mr. Burns where there there's like a cigarette off camera because you know he smokes constantly, just like yeah. with the the liver spots on his head, and he's just always such yeah. a a grouchy old man. But to see him having fun and like remixing music, like you know that that was cool. Yeah, that was a good concert too. Like you you got us into that for zero money. Yeah, yeah. One of the small perks that I had from my old job was I would occasionally get access to shows. Uh, because of the promotional work at my graphic design company. So ended up uh, getting to see, uh, well, Brian and I got to see uh, John Carpenter live at the Masonic oh. Temple. So, oh, that's super cool. I've seen him once. Um, yeah. Yeah, he it's was cool. so much fun. I didn't he seemed know what... really nice. I didn't meet him, but. Oh, I haven't yeah. met him either. But yeah, the concert was like a lot of fun. Um, Everyone but, uh, there was having a good time. They got the mm -hmm. the movie up on the screen. You know, like yeah. they live comes on, they put on the glasses and start dancing around like like John Carpenter's dancing, like just I, wow. strike me dead right now. Like, right. And it was one of those rare things where it's like, I want to see him live, but I have no idea what to expect. 
because it's just instrumental music. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know how people are going to react to that. I don't know if the crowd, a crowd is going to interact with something because I've never been to a show like that. I've never mm-hmm. been to just an instrumental thing. It's right. always been like a concert or like a musical or something, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, they, I don't know. But yeah, it was awesome. It was they really, dug it, really cool. everyone there. Yeah. And uh, I got to give credit to Sirius XM because I was listening to the interview because they did uh, like a Dave Grohl band interview talking about this film. And that was the one behind the scenes thing that I could find about this. And he, he was talking about the whole uh, Carpenter thing. He's like, yeah, like the guy who does our concert lighting did his concert lighting. And he's like, you should ask John Carpenter to be in this. I'm like, they're not going to fucking be part of like our goofy movie. <laughs> so I just wrote him a nice email like, hi, my name's Dave, blah, blah, blah. And then and then he wrote him back and he's like, you know, I'll I'll not only be a cameo, I'll do your theme song because you guys took my nephew on concert tour and you were nice to him. So I'll I'll be in your movie and I'll do the theme song. Yeah, I want to say, like, I uh, what I didn't know he did anything for this movie or was even in it. Like, I was really oblivious to anything going on in this movie. And so it was like the credits are rolling right after the intro. Well, hey, and I'm hang like, on. oh, that's yeah, awesome. Like, okay. No, I'm, I, no, no, no. I was going to say, like, when, say when they're something. pulling out, it's like, hey, whatever you record, just just put it down. We'll mix it over the weekend. Just get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah, but I was really impressed that, like, because I thought it was a John Carpenter song. And to see that he was actually involved in the song that he made it, and then to see him in the movie was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, that that was cool, and I can't believe it took this long for someone to use the uh, Jackal Chainsaw song to have a chainsaw murder in a horror film. Like, right? <laughs> really? Like, thirty years that took that long? Uh, what? Also, Lionel Richie's cameo was awesome. Oh yes. Yeah, that's a, hilarious. I I didn't expect him. I don't know if I've ever heard him swear. So I hear him say like, "That's my fucking song, my song." <laughs> it's just it's, it's always so funny to see someone who you don't think of saying certain things, right? Not that yeah. you judge them for saying not saying them, but I just when I think of Lionel Richie, I think of like soft, like soft music from the eighties about yeah. love or something right and you just swearing doesn't go into that formula at all and then all of a sudden he's just saying that to dave Grohl. what the hell it's my fucking song yeah yeah it's so like it's so recognizable too like i heard the first like three notes because like he's on the piano in a dream sequence the smoke machine's blowing behind him like no they're not doing it they're doing it. they're totally <laughs> they're doing, doing it, it. That was so funny. And and then to have him show up, it's like like layers on top of layers. So, yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. To be so famous that you can just ask anybody to be in your movie and they'll say yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what's that, what that's like, like the process of that. Like, because so many celebrities are, like, closed off. Rightfully so. They want to have some sort of, like, bare minimum privacy. Right. So the access to them, I think there's like a, a scale. It's like the more fame you get, the less access you would have to that person. So I'm just thinking when it gets to a certain point, it's like, yeah, how would you even know how to get a hold of them? 
Like, who do you, who would you know that would know them that could get a message to them? Because like hitting up their DMs on like Instagram or Twitter yeah. probably isn't going to get you anywhere. I don't so know. It, if, really if you're amusing. Dave Grohl, you can just write an email to John Carpenter. Oh, he can, and, yeah. Like, <laughs> Well, right, but it's like, well, how do you know which email to use? Like, what's the correct channel to get a hold of Carpenter? You know, so that's that, that's that's, that's the larger point. Yeah, maybe if I figure that one out, I can email all these people directly. You know? Oh, yeah. so. when you do that, let, let us know. Stay tuned. <laughs> I thought the monsters were awesome. They did remind me remind me of Attack the Block. Have either of you seen that? Mm. Oh, no, I need to. It's on my list. It's really good. Oh. I think it's on Netflix now. Okay, cool. Um, I love block. it. What's that? It's, um, it's in like the, it's in London or the UK or something. And these uh, aliens attack an apartment building. The block there is like an apartment complex. Okay. Like that's the yeah, yeah. vernacular yeah. term for it. Right. So these monsters come down. There's like a, uh, like a queen monster, <laughs> but they kind of look like gorillas. But what's cool is that they're they're like pitch black, right? But then their teeth are glowing blue. So it's like when you they open their mouth, all you see is this giant like abyss of teeth. Yeah, and it's just like, but that that glowing feature rem, uh, seems similar in um this this movie with like the demons with how they had their faces because it's like at first i couldn't quite see what was happening it's like i could tell they had eyes and obviously that's a mouth but i'm like what is all of this <laughs> right like is that teeth is that just like i don't know light emitting from their vocal mm -hmm. cords of hell you know <laughs> but then it's like you see like there was one shot where it was closer and they like opened their mouth and it was like fangs it was just like a bunch of red fangs that were glowing right, right. i'm like Ah, uh, yeah, tag the block, but different color, kind of, okay. not exactly, but no. Check out Attack the Block. It's it's great. It's and it's got um, uh, Nick Frost in it. He plays like oh, uh, love him. Yeah, he plays like a drug dealer, kind of. Ah, uh, how fitting! No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's great. Yeah, uh, but it was uh, it came out before I was like super fans of them. So I was like, oh, that guy kind of looks familiar. And then I forgot that he was in it until I like watched it several years later after like World's End had come out. I was like, oh, my oh God, yeah, Nick Frost. So <laughs> uh, it was cool to see him in that one. But yeah, uh, I would put that on a, a watch list for sure. Um, All right. Well, when I get through the four Shout Factory movies I just bought, and the Resident Evil which series, and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre films. Uh, You're gonna watch all the Texas Chainsaw Massacre films? No, I I don't hate myself oh. that much. Um, <laughs> I, so, I I watched I, the second I mean, one. Is... You you Go should ahead. have a statement about that just to clarify that for people I mean, because it's gonna we be, we it's gonna be recorded an episode that's not out yet where Matt was praising the new movie. Oh my and, god! And, and then like, he's like, "Man, these these are good!" Like, and and he just like bought all of them on, on Amazon. And like, mmm, all right, well, good for well, you. you know, here, and then like an hour later, no. I get a text hold message. On, hold yeah, on, I, I canceled my order. <laughs> no, no, you're telling it a little wrong. I got to clarify. I never said that these are awesome. I said, this is really good. And I'm speaking of 
the Texas Chainsaw Massacre that just came out. I really liked it. I don't have many problems. Uh, and the criticisms that I do have don't ruin the movie for me. So my response was like, I should do a deeper dive into these Texas Chainsaw Massacres because I've only seen them once and then I move on. I don't really revisit them. So then I bought, I did buy them like that morning. We hadn't recorded the episode yet. And so then after the episode, I, I was like, oh, Texas Chainsaw Part 3 is on uh, uh, Amazon Prime. So it's like, I'll just throw it in. Even though I just bought it, I'll just watch it now. And I got to the end of it, and it was so dumb that I was like, I'm canceling my order. This is a waste of my time. I don't Oof. need to know about, more about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The first so, one's great. I agree. The, the first yeah, I one's agree. great. I, I think the Jessica Beale one is actually... I just watched that one for the first time before seeing the new one. Okay. Um, because I was I was curious about it. And it wasn't bad. I, I like the set design. It made me feel like... Oh, it made me feel sick and like disgusting and yeah. gross and yeah. sweaty. It looks nasty. Um, so that's good. It, A lot it, of people's... It's lit read, well. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, like, a lot of people's... or when they look back on that remake, I think they say it's a lot better than what they remember. So, I don't know. Maybe I should I don't know. I, one out. I, I don't care at the same I was really time. hard on it when it came <laughs> out, and then I just watched it the other night, and it's like, wow, like, this is legit one of the best crafted movies in the series, which is not a high bar to clear. <laughs> yeah. The first one's great. I like the second one only because they didn't try to repeat the first one and they're just like carnival of insanity. And I, I feel like Toby Huber tried to do kind of a George Romero thing and like do a little deconstructionist thing on his own movie, which was kind of neat. But everything after that, like it's just such diminishing returns. <laughs> it is. They, they are, they stink out loud. How can I put it in a they... more kind way? <laughs> I agree. I agree. But at the same time, I'm I question people's hyperbole when they talk about this new Texas Chainsaw Massacre because it's completely inconsistent with everything that came before it. So I well, am to say it's the worst one in the breath. series is like I mean when we really think about how like the depths of how bad that series is. I don't know. Anyway, should we talk about a better film? <laughs> Back to the food fighters no, here. <laughs> I, no, I'm not done yet. I am waiting with bated breath uh, about our episode that's coming, going to come out about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Hey, so, well, it, you know what? It hasn't come out yet. I'm, I'm glad you're going to get so, all the hate mail for that one because I, I was not on board for that. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, you agreed with me that it wasn't that bad, so I think they might throw some shade your way as well. You have to say that you made that my exact quote? It, it was a movie, I think was Your my exact quote. quote over an hour. <laughs> I mean, you agreed with a lot of the stuff I said, too. Yeah. So, um, it, yeah. It's, it certainly was a movie. That's, that's what I can say about it. Uh, so what didn't we like here? Because it, it seems like we like the kills, the band, like their, their chemistry was good. I strongly disliked the last 20 minutes to the point where it almost ruined it for me. 
mm-hmm. as like an experience for the as a whole. Like I really enjoy everything because it's this kind of lighthearted, goofy, and silly movie. But that ending, not that the ending was bad, it was fine, but it just would not stop. It was the energizer bunny of endings where it's like, yeah. oh my God. Can yeah. we just stop? You could stop it right now and everyone would be satisfied. It would be exactly you know? the same. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I would, for for a yeah. film that like really didn't have much to wrap up, my God, did they act like it. <laughs> and And it was just like, 20 minutes of like closure and closure and closure of all these things that yes, maybe if you stretch that out over the course of the film, this might've had a little bit more weight instead of just Dave Grohl's, you know, being a demon, (laughs) right. (laughs) Telling people to make his music. But yeah, no, that, that was tough. I, I, I agree. Um, could have lost 10 minutes pretty easily there, but, uh, I had a blast. I went into it just thinking like, hey, this is just going to be goofball fun. And that's that's what I got out of it. That's what it was. Yeah. Right. Uh, I guess the issue that I have that I always have to like bring myself out of is more of a personal thing is like the last or how the movie ends is really important. And it, to me, and it almost like makes it hard to like justify going through all the great when the ending was so annoying. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like after we left the theater last night and then like this morning, I was like, OK, let's not focus on that because I could also be the person that's like, now nah, I'm just going to focus on all the negativity thing or all the negative things. You know, so mm-hmm. uh, it was kind of a struggle. But yeah, and I definitely felt like it was Lord of the Rings all over again trying to get out of the theater. Where it's like, and- is it over? Is it over? Yeah. And so, oh, we're back in the. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's gonna go black now. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Now, one oh, year oh, later. Okay. Jake yeah, then it goes one year too. later. Like, <laughs> fade to black. One year later, they did my favorite thing too: white text on a black screen. So enjoyable for my eyeballs inside of a dark movie theater. Yeah. Well, so. I I can't wait till my movie because we definitely have that. So. It's so frustrating. Oh, yay. My retinas, like, scream at movies all the time because of that. Um, I do have a question, though. What the hell was Pat Smear doing to that car? I've never seen a car be uh, jump-started that way, you know? Like, he's under the van trying to get the engine started by sparking... You, you, you have to hit the gas when I spark this. Yeah. And when he said that, I was like, oh, I know what's going to happen. He's going to run over his head. <laughs> yes. Yes. I thought he was going to get like set on fire. Like that. That's what I was expecting. But uh, <laughs> no, yeah, we, we got we got did, the head thing and I'm fine with that. But yeah, what did um, I don't remember the bandmate's name. I'm very the one who got in the van Mm -hmm. and was like hitting the gas he got like stabbed in the eye or something yeah i don't exactly know what happened there yeah and i was like what was the thing that hit him oh (laughs) yeah i don't know what that was it seemed like it shot up from where pat was like when Mm -hmm. he got run over right then it's like well what could have gone through i don't know the whole car with such force that it could just lance his eyeball but not blow his head off you know (laughs) so 
Yeah. That was cool know. too. Like the, the where like the guy's getting his head chopped off and then like there was such an explosion of blood that his head blew right off of him. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> like like there's just that much pent up pressure in the arterial spray that it's just like Yeah. So because that would happen. So what do, what do you think if this I brought this up to Brian. I want to hear from you, Sam. What do you think if this turns out to be a giant ruse and that Dave Grohl is actually doing a solo career and the whole movie was just to show people that that's what he plans to do and oh, that dang. the Foo Fighters aren't going to be around. Oh, what, dang. I what, thought you were going to say he's actually that? possessed. I thought you were going to say he's actually possessed. And this is just his way of telling us. Oh, <laughs> man. I think both are pretty awful. You know, both options. Yeah, that would if that would was, stink. Yeah, yeah there, there's Roll no winners in that scenario. Dave yeah. Roll going solo, you know. I mean, but then again, yeah. it would just sound like the Foo Fighters if he did because of the first album. Yeah, know? he would just record all the instruments himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. While while cooking barbecue on the side and just yeah. being yeah. amazing at everything. <laughs> so much ranch. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I loved that. That ranch really, it really, that really did it for me. I was laughing every single time they brought that up, especially when the delivery driver, when they find him decapitated uh, in the backyard and they're like, oh, it's a delivery driver. Look at all this ranch. And they get a <laughs> yeah. shot of the, all the ranch cups. I'm like, so oh So many God. cups. Yeah. We'll, we'll put a link on our Insta thing of, to the bone structure and like whatever his band name is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just like has He's the like, CD nah. and like throws. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, there is a lot of stuff to like about it. There are some genuinely funny moments. And then like, I don't know, the gross out humor, I'm surprised it did like perturb me because sometimes it does. What Like Dave Grohl just like vomiting profusely. It's like, oh, yeah. Usually I'm like, Okay, that's that's enough, <laughs> you know. But like, got a good laugh out of me, you know. Yeah, and it just kept going and going, and like that was the joke. <laughs> You're welcome, music. That was also <laughs> also hilarious. I'm so great. I made a new. Uh, um, what is it? L L sharp. Oh yeah, L sharp. <laughs> a new note. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to H I and J? <laughs> 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 He's well, just was, floating in the background. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I was wondering, like, why L? And I was trying to figure out, like, did, were they, was he, like, making a song with the notes that say, like, would have said evil? Like, if he had other notes? Like, why L? Like, yeah, why go to L, you know? So, I don't know. I Maybe they just might... picked a random letter and they were like, <clears throat> let's do L. L because L. that's not a note at all. <laughs> not even close, yeah. Yeah. It's so far removed. Uh, okay, does anyone else? I mean, I've gone over my notes. Does anyone have uh, anything other that they wanted to talk about? So the the one thing I was going to bring up is that, um, again, back to that SiriusXM interview, he was saying that the story came to him because they actually rented a house to do their new album. And the idea about making a movie came up like, well, we, we've already got the house. Why don't we just shoot it here? Is that the house that they yeah. actually recorded the album? In? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. That's so this cool. was like a two hour long, uh, like 
<laughs> like promotion for the yeah. album. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, they they were, they were yeah, between that and Doritos and Coors and what did you think about the movie? I don't know, but I kind of want a bottle of Jameson now. Like Yeah, and some Doritos. <laughs> There's like 15 logos in front of this movie. Like, how many people yeah. produced this, for God's sakes? I wonder if it was paid for by sponsors, you know, like, because there's so many of them. You know, I wonder uh-huh. if, like, that's what they did. That's how they were like, yeah, it cost us $10 million and we didn't have to pay a dime because of, you know, Budweiser. <laughs> like, yeah. It was everywhere. Bags of unopened Doritos. <laughs> like, me- meanwhile, the guys in the kitchen sleeping on toilet paper. Because- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who was it? You that said it? That put like this puts Wayne Wor- Wayne's World product placement to shame. Was it you that uh, said that? that? No, that was Aaron. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Right on the money. Uh, so. Yeah. Surgical. One shot. One kill. Like, <laughs> nailed it. And just so we have it, and I can drop it in, uh, so your your links that you want people to follow you on are... Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I only have one Instagram, and that's okay. kind of just keep that. That's like my personal one, but also like my... Okay, Ooh. sure. All right, so both yeah, I just your want Instagram to make sure. and your website yeah. are Sam is Rocking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is a just fantastic candle, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, I... Had I've had that handle since sixth grade. One of my friends, when I made a Twitter account, I wanted to make a Twitter account. My friend's like, oh, I'll help you make one. So uh, that was the name. She was like, do Sam is rocking. I'm like, I'm like, that's lame, but okay. Uh, but yeah, it works. I did that before I even did anything and it just stuck. And I'm like, I'm just going to keep this, I guess. And it, it, now it, it's a part of me. Yeah, totally. No, works. It's, it's, uh, it's a good name. And it's memorable. It's easy to remember, you know. Yeah. That's the other nice thing. It's I come across so many social media handles or whatever. It's like for an artist or something. And I'm like, what is it? And it's just a bunch of gibberish. I'm like, I can't remember that. Like, yeah, I, it's like MPH21. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> smiley face or like, yeah, smiley face. I, don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Emojis in your name? Like, so no, it's, it's awesome. It's really easy to remember. Yeah, so. no, it, it is. And I, I really appreciate the work that you put into that and having just a cool Instagram that's like, hey, that's neat. And, you know, something worth checking out. So thank you. Go to that. Sam is rocking on Instagram. Sam is dot com. Check it out. Follow me. You, yep. you will yeah. not be disappointed. Yeah, I, give her a I like guarantee and a follow. If, if, if you no, listen this actually, far into this episode, like. Yeah, there's two things you could take away from this. This movie was cool. You're cool. Check it out. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, great photography. Uh, it's oh, really thank awesome. You. So, and it's been a pleasure having you on. So, yeah, it's, it's been, been fun. A fun, fun interview slash discussion about a goofy ass movie. <laughs> so, loved it. I've enjoyed it. So, all right. Yeah, thanks so much for being on. As always. Uh, for us, you can follow us at Post Credits Podcast on Instagram and on Facebook. Give us that five-star review. You know the drill. I will fucking find you, whoever leaves that one-star review again. That is, you'll be in no man's land. Just kidding. I'm not going to do shit. I'm just going to threaten the hell out of all you listeners out there. And that's it. I don't have anything else to add. Yeah, I left a five-star review. 
Thank you, Sam. <laughs> yeah, on Apple. You're, oh, um, you're the one. Okay, good. You're the one. You, you always say that. We, no, no. Oh, Brian always like self-deprecates on this podcast, and we're actually doing well. So, <laughs> no, we yeah, don't have Yeah, you guys have like one, a four point. We have a four point five. Oh, four point five. Yeah, because of the one star review. So, if we had one review, one five star review, we would be at two and a half. So. Oh, you're at a 4.6 now. Oh, sorry, my thing's blurry. But you're at a 4.6 out oh, wow. of 5 on Apple. It, it, it went up now. while we were talking. How about that? <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> because the internet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you in the next one. Take care, everyone. Bye.